What's good, family? It's your boy Trader Rules from Real Last Conversations, and I get a question all the time. How do I make a podcast? And what I make my podcast on is Anchor.fm. Anchor is a free app that allows you to make your podcast anywhere from your phone or your computer. You can make money off of this. So please add to your podcast either in the beginning or in the middle. That's free game right there. You have everything in one place. So please download an Anchor free app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Please. Let's make this money together, y'all. Love. family it's your boy trader rose from real last conversations and this episode number 29 so close to that 30 today i have a good episode for everybody uh recently i had somebody reach out to me on facebook messenger asked me did i talk about depression yet and i feel like i touched on those topics here and there but i never really delved deep into it so today i got a couple good guests that's going to shed more light on depression how it affected them and how they got over it the first off, one of my, you know, close friends, we go all the way back to middle school. Her name is Alexis. I call her Koala, but I'm going to pass <laughs> over the mic to her so she can kind of just, you know, say who she is. I am Koala. <laughs> Hi, Panda Bear. Uh, no, yeah, but, know, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, you can definitely just call me Alexis, anyone else, though. <laughs> or Lex. That's cool, too. Either or, you know, a woman of many names. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was funny because I put on Facebook today, like, who's who went through depression, who had it, and who's willing to talk about it. And I was just shocked by how many people like just reached out and were just like, yo, I either experienced it, I'm going through it, like I want to talk about it. And it's a lot of people that commented on there that I just was shocked by because I felt like, oh, they ooze confidence. Like I would never have guessed they was depressed before. And one of the people was my guest right now, Lex. So I just want to like ask, what is depression to you? Uh, well, depression is basically like any trauma or traumatic experience that would alter your mood, um, your focus or your sleep. It really defers by the person. Not everybody goes through the same through the same things when they're depressed. A lot of people don't necessarily know they're depressed. They just think, oh, well, you know, I just don't want to be around people today or I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to stay in bed. I just want to sleep like it, it's really different by the person and I think it's very important that people learn themselves I would say or get any type of professional help or just notice their changes if they realize like hey I typically go out with my friends every weekend and it's been a month now and I just don't feel like it there's probably signs of depression there so you saying I'm depressed (laughs) 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 pretty much what you're saying is I'm depressed but just to delve into that, so do you really think therapy helps or you just think just talking about your whole situation helps? Um, I think that therapy helps way better than talking to friends. Like wow. you can talk to your friends about it. That's that's fine. Don't get me wrong. But it, I guess it really just depends on who you're talking to. Are you talking to them just to vent? Are you talking to them for advice? Are they in the position to give you advice? These are Mm. all the things that you need to think about before, you know, just pouring your feelings out to someone. 
So that that last part, are they in a position to give you advice? That I feel like that's kind of strong. I never really thought about it like that. And mm-hmm. and uh, go off of what you said. I remember I talked to my uh, sister like because that's the person I vent to. She vents to me, and we have a thing where it's like, all right, are you t- are you calling me for me to just listen, or you want me to give you advice? Because those, those are two different things. Because I can listen mm-hmm. to you and like you know just hear you vent, or I can say my opinion on it. But my opinion on it might not be what you want to hear though. So I think right. it's always good if you do talk to your friends to clarify what you want. Like sometimes you can be venting and I say something that can take you off even more. Right. Are you willing to hear what someone is trying to say to you? Or is that person being hypocritical in their advice? That's why I think um, a, a therapist is most beneficial because they're neutral. They don't know the people that you're referring to. They don't know what you did before or anything like that. So it's, I think that's basically the best way to go about it. Speak to someone who's neutral, who doesn't know you or be like, oh, how can you feel this way now when you did this before or 10 years ago, you said this before, you know what I mean? It's just neutral ground. They help you, I guess, reel in the rope, I guess. I guess that's the best way that I can explain it. So you went to therapy? Yep, I went to therapy. I was in therapy for about, I want to say four months or so. And she was ready to discharge me. Like, that's basically all I needed. I just needed the clarification. I needed to vent to someone who was neutral. And she also, my therapist also kind of gave me tools to kind of get through what I was going through. Because not only did I suffer or do I suffer from depression, but I also suffer from anxiety. Okay. So there's a couple points in there I want to hit on. So the first point is what made you, you actually be like, Hey, I'm going to therapy. And what did, what did you go to it for? Like, like, were there a certain situation that happened in your life that made you want to go to therapy? What was the root cause of everything? Um, the reason why I decided to go, I, I don't know. I guess it was just, I got tired of doing the same things, trying to treat myself for it. Growing up, my parents, they went through depression or anxiety or did whatever they, you know, was going through. But I never heard them say anything about talking to a therapist, getting professional help or counseling or anything like that. So um, that was basically just me. Um, I have friends who studied psych. But I'm like, okay, well, you know, they they know the the motions. They go through things too. Is it even worth it? But then I'm like, you know what? Just give it a shot. Like you can't you can't knock something until you try it. And I tried it, and it was very beneficial. So why were you depressed? So I think the first time looking back on my life, the first time I would say. I became depressed is I think it was my senior it was our senior year in high school mm, and it one of my was my favorite October. years it was the worst for me panda oh my goodness for real okay <laughs> the let's, let's... absolute worst oh my god so without going into too much detail the main thing that triggered my depression was me losing my aunt mm. um my my family on my mother's side anyway is very close knit so growing up 
when we moved down to Willingboro, it was too quiet when we were young. So we would go up to Jersey City or we would go up to Newark every weekend, every summer vacation, spring break, winter vacation, all of that. So that's that was my family. My uncle and my aunt on my mom's side is basically who we stayed with. Um, she had lupus in the bones. And she tried to hide it from us for so long. And we're just like, you know, like, what's going on? And then she had a, she had an attack in front of us one time. And it was like, she was just shaking. She started sweating. And I'm like, yo, what the hell is going on? You know, she, she started crying once everything was over. And she's just like, yeah, I just didn't want you guys to know. I didn't want to, you know, didn't want you guys to see me like that. And I'm like, no, like, be open. And this is my younger self. This was way before senior year in high school. But um, again, not knowing exactly what it is, didn't necessarily have the resources to the internet like we do now. She wasn't meant to live that long. And she, she outlived her life expectancy by about eight years. Mm. But even then, it you know, younger self, you're just like, what? Like, no, why? It just didn't make sense. So I was talking to her one day. And then I think like the next week, she was in the hospital and she had like the breathing tube. It was like the first time I ever seen anything like that. And they basically called us into the room and told us that we had to say goodbye. And that was really it. That was it. Crazy. Yeah. So I didn't know that it was depression then, but I hated everything. I hated everyone. Like, I just, like, I was skipping school. I was like, didn't want to talk school. to nobody. I don't remember yeah. this at all. Wow. I don't, I don't remember this. Yeah, like, it, it was really, it was really, really a lot. It was a lot for me, and I did not know how to handle it. And it's not like I can, you know, go to my mom because that was her sister. I couldn't really go to my dad because he you know, he worked a lot. And I don't necessarily think, you know, at that age, your teenage years, it's like, oh, parents just don't understand, you know? But yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was really a lot. Um, And that triggered a lot. But I think that's when it was like, oh, okay, well, you know, you start drinking and like doing wild shit, but it's also your teenage years, your prime. So I didn't think anything of it. But when I realized that, what depression was and and how bad it it was taken over my life was when my father passed away yeah and um that situation wasn't like oh he was sick or we had any signs of it or anything like that like we were going on our day to day we i think i i moved into my first apartment when i was 19 and this was sometime after that because I was, what, 22 when he died? And, like, I was still, you know, doing stuff, getting furniture. I think the week before he died, we were together shopping for furniture and going back and forth. And, you know, me and my dad, we would bust each other's chops all the time or something like that. But, um, yeah, he died two days before his birthday. And on his birthday was my oldest brother's wedding. So Crazy. Yeah, it was it was wild. He had a heart attack. And I basically found out at work. So it was like here one day, gone the next, 
cool. You was talking to people, saying how excited you were for the wedding. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to do the father-daughter dance. And, like, you know, it was it was a lot. And then just to get a phone call, like, hey, I don't know where you are right now, but, you know, uh, I hate to say it to you, your father passed away. And I had to, it was me who had to handle his estate. I had to handle everything, his bank account. And aren't you the youngest? I'm the, I'm the baby, and I'm the only girl. Mm. Yeah, it was, a, it was a lot, Panda, like... I there's no way that you can prepare yourself for any of that, but you also you have to do what you have to do. So it was initially screaming, crying the first two days and then pull it all together. Business needs to be taken care of. Just like that. So was you like losing sleep? Like what was this? What was the effects that was doing to you at that time? I um. At that time, I wasn't sleeping. I was, like, drinking a lot, trying to, like, cope or just pretty much getting rid of doing anything I felt would get me out of my feelings for the moment. So it was, like, you know, drinking, smoking, partying, whatever, or or really just sleeping. I would be in the house. I would be sleeping all day, every day. I wouldn't take care of anything that I really needed to. It was like, okay, I have to go to work. Cool. I have to handle this business. I have to talk to the lawyers about this or do that. And then after that, I was asleep. That was it. For real, just going through the motions pretty much. Yeah. Doing what you have to do to survive. Eat if you can. And then go to sleep. And if you can't sleep, Drink so you can sleep or, you know, smoke so you can sleep or just anything that will put you out of this is real. This is really happening. This is what's going on with you right now. Was you in a a relationship at that time? Um, after, shortly after. But again, that was that that relationship was a coping mechanism. I was going to see, like, like, do you feel like that affected your relationship? But you said it was. Yeah, uh, it's not like I was in one prior to. I mean, I was in one about a year prior to, I would say. And that person, you know, knew my family, knew my dad really well. We broke up. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't on the best of terms, but it wasn't like, oh, I hate you. I'm going to murder you or, <laughs> or nothing yeah, like n- that. N- nothing wild like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he he showed up to my father's funeral, too, and that man never takes off of work. I don't care what the situation was, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I will always have respect for you because of that. Um, But, yeah, that afterwards, it was just like, okay, I'm 22. I live on my own. I just lost my parent, you know, suddenly at that, especially after, you know, rekindling relationships and stuff. Our relationship was never perfect. Um, my family was never perfect, but we was like really rekindling, mending bridges and everything. Like everything was going great. And I'm like, no, like this is going really good. Like life is great right now. And then boom. <laughs> it's so crazy you, you like even say that because like my dad had a heart attack around like the time, like my junior senior year. But 
before that, we I wasn't really seeing eye to eye to him just because of some old family issues, not with me, but but with his relationship with my mother. Pretty much, I was kind of holding a grudge on him during that time. And when I found out he had like a heart attack, it kind of just made me be like, "Yo, like he could have like been gone." So I had to change my whole relationship with him, and I'm I'm blessed that you know he had another chance to like really live and still be a part of my life because my dad always been a healthy person but he like drunk a lot and smoked a lot of cigarettes you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. that all went towards his heart attack but it's just crazy how it could have been kind of like your story you know what i'm saying like, I'm, i think now like what would i have done if i lost one of my parents if i didn't have them around and it's to the point where like you can't even think about it until it actually happens you can't. And me being an overthinker, it, it, it sounds terrible, but I've always, I've always tried to prepare myself for the worst in any type of situations. So before my dad died, I would think like, dang, like, what would you do if you ever lost him? Like, how would you feel? And it would just play in my head. Like, what would you do? Like, what would you say? How would you, how would you handle it? And uh, Nothing like none of the thoughts and, that and I had was 18. prepared he was eight, me. He was eighteen thinking this. I was way younger than eighteen. Ever since my aunt died, like I don't. Me as a person, I don't. I don't necessarily understand death. It's not scary, but I don't. I don't necessarily understand it. There's nothing that anybody can say. I get the motions. I know the textbook. I know the biblical. Like I know all of that about what it is. But when it happens to someone you love, it's still, it's too heavy for me. No, that's real. And I was, uh, I'm the baby as well. I'm the only boy. I was, I I guess you could say I was blessed. I didn't see death early on in my life. I didn't start seeing it until my 20s. And when when my 20s, I started seeing like death after death after death Mm kind of thing to the point where it would just like, I'm not even around home, so it was like I don't even know how to cope with it. Like I'm losing my aunts. Like I got I got my friends who got family that's like my family passing away. And it just mm-hmm. like you just can't even fathom it. And I, I remember I used to think about, you know, what would I do if my, my mother passed away? Cause I remember my sister calling me one day telling me about she had to talk to my mom about like her will and what, what she would do with things like that. And I'll be like, I don't want to talk about that. Like I can't even think about my mom passing away. But, I mean, at a certain age, you have to kind of prepare, you know? So and honestly, I think that is one of the worst things that you can even say. Not at a certain age. There's people out here losing their parents at six years old. There's people, like, death can happen at any time, at any place. Like, my dad was, my dad was healthy. My dad was an alcoholic for as long as I can remember. Prior to his death, he stopped drinking. Um, He was trying to quit smoking. He was, like, in the gym, losing weight. And literally the week, or I want to say four days prior to his death, he went to the doctor about arm pain, go figure. And they said that he he was completely healthy. He was doing everything that they requested him to do in his checkups and all that other stuff. It Not at a certain age. It can happen at any time. Get a will. I don't care if you're as soon as you hit 18 and you can start doing things for yourself, get a will. How do you want your your funeral arrangements to go? 
Where do you want your money to go? Where do you want like these? It's it's a part of life. That's heavy. It has to be done. So you got a will right now, Koala? I have a will. Yeah, I mean, don't heavy. get me wrong. I don't necessarily have much that to to give away. My main focus is like, who's gonna take care of my babies? <laughs> I have two dogs, not not baby babies, but yeah, we gotta clear that up. But uh, <laughs> nah, that's, <laughs> nah, that's 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 real, man. Like, I was yeah. just watching the uh, the DMX uh, ceremony that the Rough Riders had, and Swiss Beats was saying that he was like, yeah, he was like, yo, if you're out there. He said, nobody going to love you like the people you, how you think they love you pretty much. So he said, make sure you write a will so the people can be in charge of what needs to get done. And he was like, I, I have to write a will if you're out there for your family, for yourself, whatever. Like, make sure you have a will intact. So the fact that you brought that up right now, it was kind of like, kind of, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But, very, uh, very important. So, so how many years went by before you was like, hey, it's time for me to finally get myself together? So what was that? Um, it, it's definitely been a while before I even thought about therapy. It, I think it was, what, three years? I'm like, yeah, why am I not getting any better? Why am I still, like, crying every time that I'm alone? Or why am I still, you know, going through the motions? Why do I still not feel fulfilled? Like, I'm not, you know, I've never been, like, a bummy person. I always worked, always worked my ass off. I worked two jobs. To this day, I still work two jobs. At at one point, I was working three jobs and going to school. Like, I've always been ambitious, always been a go-getter, making sure that I had everything that I needed so I wouldn't have to ask anyone else. But I'm like, huh, life is, like, really unfulfilling at this point. Like, what, what's the point? accomplishments didn't feel like accomplishments you know uh drinking was just a thing to do uh sex was just a thing to do we're all adults here it wasn't like oh okay like I just want to be connected with this person or anything like that it was just like no like I just need a feeling to get rid of this like whatever I'm actually feeling right now but um (laughs) so was you just so 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 during sex was you still thinking about the issues you was having or were you trying to be like, ah, let me focus on this. Let me focus on this at right now. Like where was your head? Yeah, it, w- it would be more like, okay, let me focus on what I'm doing right now instead of focus on, on what I'm feeling. So did you feel like you gave more to yourself to certain people because of this? Uh, the relationship I had at the time, I would say, and, hmm. Whew. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, the fact, I feel like everybody comes into your life for a reason, but I knew that person was not the person for me, but I tried because at the time it was a, it was a good distraction. It was a good distraction on what was going on in my life that I wasn't trying to deal with. So you knew it wasn't going to work, but you was just like, you know what? Let me string this dude along for a little bit and enjoy this ride. (laughs) Hilarious. Not stringing along because. I mean, like it it was a, it was like a shitty relationship i wasn't happy um but it was like okay i'd rather deal with this than to deal with me yeah if that makes sense yeah it makes sense it makes sense okay yeah so i it was like okay like damn like there's really niggas out here like this like ew <laughs> you know what i mean 
mean? Like, <laughs> you really talk like this? You really think like this? Like, no, this it's not for me. But if I leave you right now, I'm going to be forced with facing my own demons. And it's just something that I'm not ready for. Like, you have to go through the processes of grieving. And I don't necessarily want to make this about, like, my story about just loss because that was just I guess the drop of water that tipped the cup over it was a bunch of things that I wasn't necessarily dealing with and you know being a a woman being a black woman at that and you know being a millennial it's like it's so many different things that you you look at and you're expected to do and if you don't live up to that people are looking at you some some type of way or you want to do certain things, you set unrealistic goals for yourself and you don't do those things. And now you're, you're downing yourself in your head and even little things like, Oh, Oh damn, I'm dumb. Why did I do this? Just that alone, bad energy. Why, why would you call yourself stupid? Why would you call yourself dumb? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like everybody's story is different. I mean, I do dumb things, but I think like I said, it's all about the circumstance. (laughs) So I'm about to say, we all we all do some dumb things we be like all right, i shouldn't have done that now but it should be just i shouldn't have done that like okay i know better next time Man, so damn, you, i'm done for that so you, <laughs> you believe like you you uh get back what you put out then like the power of the, of the word yeah uh, actions come speak you know speaking into what you want to do and what you want to be, words of affirmation, that's very important. I know everybody is, I feel like the spiritual thing is very, is very trendy right now, not realizing that it's really work. It's really a process. I'm not like the most spiritual, like I don't burn sage and put crystals out and do all that other stuff. But a lot of that stuff really is powerful. Like what you say to yourself, starting your day with positive affirmations that's all really good for you okay uh what did the whole journey teach you at the end of the day hmm um i guess a few things uh i think that everyone should go through therapy at least once in their life you never know what is buried within you traumas that you're holding on to things that you're just not letting go of because, you know, we're adults now where we work, we take care of kids and, you know, we do a whole bunch of different things. I think that everyone should at least try it. Even if you don't feel like you're going through something too crazy. Um, If you do recognize that you are depressed and you're going through those motions, you have to switch it up, force yourself out of bed have an accountability partner, you know, make plans, travel, get a hobby, you know, and most importantly, uh, come to terms with accepting things that you can't change and change the things that you can't accept. So that way you will tell uh, a little koala listening right now? Yes, absolutely. Like, listen, you're not alone in this. Everybody goes through it. Most people, especially our people, deny 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 oh no I'm fine they be like oh that I'm popping perks I'm good or I'm sipping lean smoking weed every day drinking every day like no all no good figure it out figure out what it is that you're burying whatever it is you're not facing it's an ugly process but facing your issues 
it it probably hurts at the time or it's exhausting at the time, but you just have to be able to give up those short term, you know, that that short term what what is the term? It's the ability to give up short term pleasures for long term goals. Okay, that's a it's word. An ugly process. That's a word. That's a word. Okay. Mm-hmm. So are you you are you in a better space now? Are you? Do you feel like you at a, at a point where you can like live your life how you should live it? Because I I'll be seeing you out there doing your thing now. You been taking some yeah. trips? <laughs> no, Panda. Honestly, I recently like I I recently had a death of my uncle in October, and then um my mom got really sick. She she took a turn for the worse. She lost her ability to walk. She like it, and we're still going through this now. But I was like speaking to like people who pour into me. That's not just like, oh, like, let me listen to your story. Oh, that's crazy. Anyway, you know what I mean? I was speaking to people that actually cared about what it is I was feeling and stuff. And they're like, all right, no. So what are you going to do about it? (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to pull myself out of this. Like, I've been through this before. I know what it is. And I think it was like March. I'm like, yeah, nah, I got to pull myself out of this. Like, I'm, I have to, you know, start doing more, get myself out of the house. Like, yes, I take care of my mom. Yes, I work two jobs. Uh, yes, I have, you know, dogs that I have to take care of at home. I got to pay bills. You know, Jersey is extremely expensive, but I'm going to take out time for myself. And that's where, you know, the things that you see on social media, like, oh, you know what? I drove all the way out here just to go to brunch with my friends or uh, I'm taking a trip for my birthday. Like, let's go Puerto Rico. Let's do zip line and let's do like, I, like I don't care. Do something fulfilling because if you if you let it take you over, you're gonna drown. So this is recent for me. This this is me learning myself all over again. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's dope because personally, I feel like I'm like depressed right now, but it's nothing close to like what you've been through, honestly. I just think I'm at a point where it's just like, like you said, I don't feel like hanging out with people. I don't feel like doing much besides like my daily due diligence pretty much. And I'm at a point- Don't compare it. Don't compare it, Panda. What you go through is still relevant. It doesn't matter if I broke my leg and you stumped your toe, you still felt that pain. Like, deal with it. You do not have to compare yourself to someone else at all. And that's another reason why people get sucked into depression. Yeah, actually, I needed to hear that. Wow. Like, I never really thought of it like that. And yeah. you're right. You know, sometimes, I, I especially feel like as a black man, you you feel like, hey, I really can't complain because it's almost like it's looked down upon in a way because it's kind of like you taught not to cry, not to go through certain, you know, not to really show your emotions. Or you just don't want to appear weak. Like I had somebody put on my uh, on my uh, Facebook uh, post today. He was just like, "Yo, I go through so much shit right now, and I, I really just don't feel comfortable talking about it. I don't want to be that vulnerable." But I realized, like in this past year, like I had, like I know you know, you know, I had surgery and stuff like that. I had situations where I could have passed away, where I was just like, it was moments where I was like literally crying. You know what I mean? Like I was really at weak moments. I was like crying to my sister, but I felt embarrassed for crying. And she's like, "Why are you embarrassed for, for crying for?" I'm just like, you know, because I'm normally the, normally the person that people come to to be strong. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're the strong person, you don't want to come off to people as weak sometimes, or you feel like it's not your position to, to be weak. But sometimes you do gotta get in your emotions, cry, you know, 
talk about your feelings and get yourself right and get about that rut. That's why I like having these conversations with different people because it really shows you that we all go through stuff, you know what I mean? Well, like you said, it's big or small. At the same, t- same time, if it affects you, it's better to release it and find a way to get better than, than to just bottle it up and let it eat, eat away at you kind of thing. So, Absolutely. nah, definitely. Like, you're right. It don't matter whether it's like, you can't compare it. Cause I feel like also when you start comparing things, that's a whole social media trend. It's almost like, hey, I don't want to like, I had people reach out to me about suicide, about the depression. And I'm just like, damn, I never got to the point where I wanted to kill myself. So am I really depressed? But then you sit back and be like, there's different variations of depression. You know what I mean? Maybe that was at their end brink. And maybe I could get to that point one day if I don't solve it now. But I just like to hear that we, especially as uh, young black people, that we find different ways to heal. So real quick, was your therapist a black woman? She was not, actually. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah, she was not. Um, It's, uh, they are very hard to find good ones at that. And I think I recommend to anyone listening that would even try therapy, you may not get it right on your first time. Like, no, she wasn't my ideal therapist. Absolutely not. I don't think that I can really relate to a Caucasian woman the way I can relate to a black woman (laughs) because they don't necessarily know the pressures that we go through. However, at the time, the advice that she was giving was what I needed. And it got me through that portion of what I was going through. Some people, they're like, oh, no, I didn't necessarily like my therapist and they never try again. Like, no, if you don't like your therapist, go to someone different. (laughs) Like, shop around. Just like, oh, if you don't like Walmart, go to Target. Or if you don't like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to, you have to keep trying because it's, it's beneficial to you, especially for us as a people. Like, we go through so much. You look at the news, there's something there. You go in the stores, there's somebody following you. You got so many social stereotypes and all this extra stuff on top of what you're supposed, what you go through in your personal life, your relationships, children, like that's all different things that you have to juggle. And I think that someone helping you reel it in is, is really good. I'll send you a picture of what I think therapy is. If I can find it tonight. Okay. I'll definitely, I definitely appreciate that. And, um, you know, I didn't want to take up too much of your time, Lex. I just wanted just to get your voice in this podcast because I do think you're a very intelligent young woman, black woman at that. And uh, I, and I, I do feel like you're a good person to talk to. And I feel like you have a good community of friends who are who are just like you. I know we don't talk all the time, but whenever we do, it's good conversations. And I, I just appreciate you just being vulnerable and open to my audience today. So if... Anybody going out there is going through something. Like my friend said, just find help. Like you don't have to tackle it by yourself. Like you can take a moment to yourself where you feel like you have to just, I guess, get your mind together. But eventually you're going to need somebody to help pick you up out that pit. And it's okay to ask for help. I feel like as millennials, we're kind of too independent because we feel like, I ain't gonna lie, we feel like we, we know it all sometimes, you know? Because our parents, because our parents been through stuff, 
and we've seen their trials and tribulations. And, we, and we're like, oh, we're not going to be like them, but there's different issues for each generation. And we have to deal with our own issues that was brought out during our time period. It's way different now. Like I said, I appreciate it, Koala. I'm going to let you go because I got some more calls I got to do. But I hope you have a good night. Oh, thanks for having me, Panda. Anytime. I got to have you on again because I, I got some more stuff I want to talk to you about. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Okay, bye. All right. I'm about to call my next guest. It's funny her name is Alexis, too. But she ain't got no nicknames, though. So right, I'm about to call her right now. Funny, I just had another Alexis on a few minutes ago. Now I got, you know, another Alexis on. McNeil? Yeah, I do. Hey. Yeah, I'm about to say we doubling up with the Alexis today. You know what I'm saying? Double trouble, double trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say, how you been, though? Good. Can't really complain too much. <clears throat> okay, I'm about to say, where do you where do you live at now? Florida? Yeah, I live in Tampa. So when did you move to Tampa? Uh, in October. Well, I moved to Florida in 2016. Okay, you been there for a minute then. All right, cool, cool. Yeah. So, uh, we've been talking about depression. I feel like that's a a topic, especially in a black community, that's kind of like taboo. I uh, was telling my last guest, I had somebody reach out to me and ask me to talk about depression because they're going through it and they just want to hear what I have to say about it. I feel like I do yeah. have certain types of depression. But I don't think it's like at a severe case. Mine's more so at, at a like, all right, what you doing with your life kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where I'm at with mine. And I, I just want, I was surprised today when I posted it and everybody that commented on it. I'm just like, yo, these people who I thought was like so confident growing up, like everything was sunshine. But you realize like, right. damn, like people really everybody go through shit. Through mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like that, me posting that one thing about like who, who went through who went through depression? Who's willing to talk about it? It really like sparked a lot of people to contact me. So yeah. uh, I just want to ask you, like, what what is depression to you? Well, depression to me is just really being in a dark place mentally, uh, physically, as well as emotionally, um, where you really just don't see too much light, and that's. You could take that literal, you could take that figuratively, but that's just really what depression is to me. All right. So when did you first know you was going through depression? I realized I was going through depression. Yeah, I would say well after high school, probably when I moved to California. But it's funny because I realized it then, but I've been going through it since Probably my freshman year in high school. Damn, it's it's funny because yeah. uh, Alexis, uh, you know Alexis McNeil, uh, mm-hmm. she was saying she started she started going through it like at around the same time, but mostly through senior year though. That's when it hit her. And honestly, yeah. I thought in high school like we all was living it up. Honestly, like like those are like, the best <laughs> years of my life. But just no, the, those are the worst. <laughs> why why was it the worst? The worst, um, just because of things that I've been through, it really didn't allow me to open up so much. Like, I went through a lot of trauma before, like when I was younger, 
So it kind of like trickled and then dealing with a certain death really brought all of the depression out, to be honest, because I confided in that person. And then it's like once they left, you kind of don't know how to deal with certain things. So especially being that young, I stopped going to school. I went to school when I wanted to go to school. Um, I shut off from everybody. Like people think that I have like just a certain group of friends, which I'm grateful that I did because, you know, I barely talk to them, barely answer my phone, always moving. It's all coping mechanisms, sleeping all the time. Yo, it's, yeah. so, it's so crazy you said that because your story sounds just like the Alexis McNeil. Like, mm-hmm. She said she lost somebody that triggered it and it went to her, you know, to her drinking, smoking, sleeping yeah. all the time, and she didn't really know how to, like, deal with it until, she said, about, like, three years after, like, senior year pretty much. And that's, yeah. like, shocking to me because, like, to me, I thought you did have, like, a, a good group of friends around you. Like, was... Was that support group just not enough? Like, was the one person you lost See, bigger the than... Thing, it's, it's... People think just because you have good friends or you have people that reach out to you. I have a thunderous amount of people I, I can say that I can turn to. I never had really bad blood with anybody, but especially, like, my close friends. Yeah, they were all good. But when I say that they're good, they didn't they didn't shut me out because I didn't answer my phone. They didn't stop reaching out because I didn't answer my phone. Yeah, I knew that they had words of encouragement for me. I knew that they would be there for me. But sometimes that's not enough. It's not enough when stuff gets embarrassing. Like, just from, like I told you, I would sleep a lot. I would stop going to school. So what did that do? That triggered insecurities because now I'm telling myself, you're failing school, you're stupid. You're not able to do that. You're not able to go to college. You're not able to do these things because you miss so much. Everybody's so way ahead of you because they already been on their stuff. Everybody been going to school, Lex. Like, you get what I'm saying? There's certain things that depression will drag out in different areas in your life, and you'll stay in a, a depressive mindset for so long that you'll start to transition into depressive ways. And that's how you'll go throughout life, not realizing that you're still not being fixed. You're just really, in all reality, dragging yourself down even more. Mm. So are you still going through this? I feel like I'm doing a better job getting over it because now that I'm aware and I didn't, Honestly, I wasn't really aware of, up until probably last year. Children, I'm 28. <laughs> so Yo. imagine Yo. from freshman year to now, you don't really see me post pictures on, on social media and stuff. Paranoia. It's not that I don't want to. Half of me is scared. Half of me is it's a lot of different things that depression has done to me mentally that I have to now fix because. There isn't nothing wrong with me, really. You know, like all of the things that I program myself to think and how I program myself to act. I start to realize that I really can't continue to do that into adulthood. So calling out of work just so I can sleep, 
to forget about things, to smoke, to drink, to moving around. Like, I want stability so bad, but I keep running from everything. This is so shocking. Like, so what's the difference between depression and paranoia? Like, what's the... Well, I was... I was depressed. I was molested and I was raped at two different points in my life. So wow. I was depressed because of how I handled certain things, but I was paranoid because I always thought somebody was watching. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. So that why to you not moved a lot? Huh? You think that's the reason why you moved a lot? Yeah, why I moved a lot, why I really don't pop out much. Well, it's just, it's a cluster of different things, but it's crazy that your podcast, you're so transparent with things that you make it a lot easier for people to come out, for people to realize, like, dang, you know what? Just like you said, everybody does go through things. Like, it ain't just you. Like, you really don't have to feel this crappy because everybody's working through different things at different levels in their life right now, and it's okay. And just to add a little point to that, like, I was just talking to the other Alexis, and I was just saying, like, I'm listening to all these stories, and I feel like my depression just don't compare. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm depressed, but when I hear stories like yours, other people, I'd be like, okay, I'm not really depressed. But she was like, you can't com- compare it. You know what I'm saying? Like Exactly. You, yeah, you can't compare, like, a, a stab wound to, like, a stubbed toe. You, like, I, I, you still feel some type of pain at the end of the day. Right. So right. you shouldn't be afraid to express it. And I, I was telling her, like, I feel like, you know, especially as, like, black men, you don't want to appear vulnerable. Like, I was having some health conditions that was that could have took my life. And it took me to the point where, like, you know, I'm crying, but mm-hmm. I feel like I can't really talk to anybody. And I call my sister, and I'm, like, embarrassed, crying on the phone yeah. to her. And she just, like, why are you embarrassed for her? Like, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. Like, you shouldn't be embarrassed about these things. And I'm just like, it's hard when you like the strong person and the yeah. family and your friend group. And it's like, now you're at the point where you're rock bottom. So now you feel like you like you don't even know yourself anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. normally I'm the person that tells people like, hey, there's light at the end Trust of the me. tunnel. But then it's like, when it hits me, these thoughts come to my do. head. And I'm just like, you know, like, damn, mm-hmm. like, do I, do I just be talking? Because I don't know how, how I really felt until now. And then yeah. you just kind of start to kind of like lose your identity in a bit, and it took me to the fact that it'd be like, yo, let me, let me just start talking about this shit. Like that's why I made like a video on on Facebook like a two months ago, just saying my mental state. And it's crazy how people were just like, yo, like I love it. I felt every bit of it. Exactly. People were just like, yo, I felt where you was coming from. I've been through certain right. things like that. And then you'd be like, you know, like why was why am I a, a shy or ashamed to even talk about this type of stuff? Like, people right. need to see one person tell their story to be like, hey, I'm comfortable with telling my story now. And that's right. why I don't want to shy away from me being like a, like, I know you saw that one post Tyler said. He's like, he said, you don't have to overshare. I'm just like, you know, sometimes. You can never overshare. Exactly. It's just like, you know, sometimes you have to just come at it blunt and raw because certain people can take, can receive that better. People people know you bullshit, I feel like. People right. know when you right. hold them back. So I feel mm-hmm. like if I'm like if I hold my words, I hold my thoughts behind, people are gonna be like, yo, is he really being sincere with what he's talking about? That's why I feel like what you said, like with my platform, people were more comfortable talking about certain topics like these, cause I'm comfortable with just expressing myself like it. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Right. You said it was affecting you in school. It was affecting you and all that. Did it did it affect your relationships? I know you had like are you are you in a relationship right now? Um. Yeah, it did affect my previous relationship. My well, I would say the relationship that I had coming out of high school. Um, it affected that my anger again, just having so many insecurities because I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a jealous person, but when you're not happy with yourself and don't look good about yourself and the other person really doesn't care to see you out of that state, it adds fuel to the fire. Like if you're with somebody for so for so long and then it's like they're okay with seeing you look bummy. They're okay with like you being just you can tell if you're with that person, I feel you can just tell when they're just in a, a dark space. So it's like if somebody's okay with that, it kind of adds fuel to the fire. I feel like the relationship that I have now, I've been in my relationship for about five years now. And he's helped me work through a lot of different things mentally. I would say mentally, physically, and emotionally because it was a lot of stuff that I held back. It's a lot of stuff that I had to work through. And I always thought that, okay, as my guy in my life, I feel like you need to fix these things that's wrong with me. And you should be helping me do that. And that was the total wrong way to look at it. That's not how you even approach somebody or even have a healthy relationship. Like my depression had nothing to do with anybody. But it was a blessing that he was able to show me that there are ways to get out of it without me putting all the work on him. That makes any sense. Yeah. Like, or just having enough love for somebody that I like, or I love him so much that I don't want him to see me like this anymore. Like, it was okay because the the last guy was okay with me being like that. So I stayed like that. It was okay for me to sleep. I didn't really care if he did whatever he did. I was in my own world. But building a life, having stability and real stability, can't do that. Can't call out of work (laughs) just because, you know, you know, you want to sleep. You you want to ignore your problems. You got bills to pay. I can tell you how many cars I I done lost a car. I done lost an apartment. But everybody is on the outward saying, yo, you got so much courage for moving here, for moving there, for moving here. People don't know how many places I've lost. Because <laughs> people, because I mean, like you said, you on social I mean? media, like, everybody say they wins. People don't tell they tell you they losses. And and that's a that's a reason why I never like to post anything. Because if I can't share with you my downfalls, there's no real point in me just Posting, okay, well, yeah, Lexi moved here now. Lexi's there now. Oh, Lexi got a new car. Lexi got a new car because she lost the last one. But nobody ever wants to see that. So I choose not to say anything at all. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. That's why uh, I love and hate. I love and hate social media. The only one I'm really active on is is Facebook, just because I feel like. I can actually, I actually get like emotion for people out of there. I feel like with Instagram, it's just kind of like. All right, it's kind of like a make-believe world. Twitter to me is also just—it's too dark for Twitter for me. But right. <laughs> but Facebook, I feel like I have like a, a good group of people that from across the world because I like I play football, so I got people from like you know from the West Coast, New Jersey, right. down south, Midwest, and like you know people who like literally make friends with each other off of just like some of the posts I make. They be like, "Oh, you think just like mm-hmm. me?" 
and you like all the way across the whole globe and stuff like that. And that's right. why I made real ass conversations because I felt like I got to a point where like I was talking to Alexa. She was like, you know, depression is like when you used to like to go out all the time, but now you just don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want like people think that. <laughs> I'm just like this social person that I talk to everybody. Like literally, I don't really talk to that many people. Like honestly, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of like got I started doing this podcast because I wanted it to be a reason for me to start forcing to talk about talk to people again. Because I used to love doing that in high school. I used to love having conversations, yeah. like, you know, building relationships. But like somewhere along college, I felt like I kind of lost myself with that. Just because yeah. I, like, I ain't know like who was really for me and who wasn't. But I also felt like maybe I just ain't fully know myself yet. Right. So. I made this platform because I'm just like, hey, there's some things I know I'm going through and there's some things I want to talk about. And like, how can I talk? How can I like kind of spread the word without, you know, just having a conversation every single day? So I'm like, you know, the good thing for me to do is this podcast because it's it's able for me to talk to different people like you, Tyler, James, uh, like any other person in the world. This this was perfect. It was perfect because. Whether you think so or not, you have a very pure spirit. And this is a very, uh, it's not easy to talk about. And even after I, even after I wrote something and I wrote to you and I said it, the whole evening, my stomach was hurting. Because I'm like, dang, I really got to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I really got to do this. But it was because of who you are. Like, this was, this is what people need. Like from somebody like you, not just what people need, but from somebody that I'm sure I'm not the only person. If I think of you, I think, oh my gosh, he's always smiling. He was always laughing or he was just always good people. like, what better person to talk about this with? <laughs> it's really going into my head. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm down. And I'm about to say, you know, and like stuff like that really like brings joy to my heart just because. Like you said, like people remember me, and they're just like, like every time I go back home, people be like, "Yo, Trey, like I remember these times we used to have." I know you probably doing this, that, and the third, but like you said, like it's kind of embarrassing when you don't feel like that anymore. And uh, every time I post something on Facebook or like try to give advice, the person I talk to the most is myself. Like I don't yeah. want people to feel like I'm preaching to them or like cause a lot of times I need to hear the stuff I say. Because, like, sometimes the happiest person people be the saddest people as well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to – I am – I feel like I am a, a person that comes from a pure place. Because, honestly, I never had any malice in my heart. And I feel like every time i ever been in a situation where I could have talked bad about somebody or I could have did something, I never did it. Because I'm just like, that's just not me. And it's just not in my spirit. But it's yeah. just the fact that sometimes – you get down on yourself over the things where you should be at. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like maybe yeah. I should have a better job. I feel like maybe I should be on a, with, a, with a woman on a verge to get married or have kids. I feel like there's certain things in my life that I haven't attained yet. I know the reasons why I'm not there. I feel like everybody know what they have to do, but are you willing to do it, though? Right. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I got to talk to myself and be like, yo, you got to, like, get this together. Like, you, you have these certain goals you want to make. And there's people in your lives that do look up to you. Like, it's funny yeah. when I go home, it'd be people who I don't even remember talking to like that in high school being like, yo, like, I remember we told we had this conversation. You did, you did this, that, and the third. And I'm like, yo, I made an impact on this person's life. Yeah. And I barely, and I don't even remember it. You know what I'm saying? 
at the end of the day, it brings me to the point where it's just like, yo, that that's cool to me. You know what I'm saying? Because right. like, like you said, like a lot of people didn't enjoy high school and I didn't know that. Like mm-hmm. I had so much fun in high school because I was in so many different circles. I bounced around and I feel like people always accepted me from like the popular kids to the, to like the nerdy kids. And to me, mm-hmm. all of them were just like the same kind of people to me. Like I never different. I never was like, oh, these people are nerds. These people were yeah. popular. I was just like, yo, these people are cool. I'm like, oh, these people are getting me on to this anime, comic book stuff. Oh, I got over here, we talking about girls and stuff. Over here, we talking about sports. It just like, to me, I, I just felt like they all kind of just helped shape me into a person. Right. So it's it's just hard. I feel like when I left home, I kind of lost myself in a bit. Because I felt like sometimes when you are that pure person, people can take advantage of that. And I feel like when mm-hmm. I went that I feel like when I went to college and I was that same way, I felt like people were just like, all right, like we can we can we can kind of manipulate this dude kind of thing. And then that made me be like, all right, can I really trust anybody? Can I really be open to everybody? So now um, it's now to me, I'm more like a, a vibe basis. It's like if I feel like your vibe is right, I'm that same trave. But not everybody yeah. get to see that traving anymore. You know what I'm saying? That's right, why right. So that's why I said when I go back home, people be like, "Oh, you the same Traven?" I'm just like, "Nah, I'm what you I am." Like, right? Maybe with with Joe Schmo over here, I might be a totally different Traven. It's just pretty much how the person moved to my life now. But I want to get to the point where I, I how I was back in high school, where I can just be loving and and just radiate that kind of light. Because I feel like there are things that I should be over by now that I should have got over by now. But I, did, I I haven't, you know what I mean? Like I haven't got over it, and it's just like I shouldn't feel bad about that either. Cause I feel like sometimes you talk to yourself bad and be like, you know, like, like what's wrong with you? Like that happened like three or four years ago. But at the same time, it, it's just like everybody heals differently. Like it, it doesn't make a difference, and it's and it's weird that you said that. Like you know, certain people know this Traven, and you can act certain a certain type of way around here. Like for me. I, I get along with everybody and with my the downfall with me is I will I will give you who I am and most of the time people will love it but it's the communication that doesn't follow after like with all of my friends I've, every single last one of them I had a period I never had all of my friends for the most part at one time like even if it was that we all in the same clique I've have built relationships with all of them personally and then going through whatever I go through it's like I'm pretty sure they they question like well dang you know don't answer her phone she don't she don't want to do this she don't want to do that it's just like oh what happened to the Alexis that you know I know it's like I'm still the same person but I'm also I've also programmed myself to say you know I don't ever want to project what I'm going through on somebody else. I don't ever want to be the Debbie Downer. I don't ever want somebody to say, oh, well, she's always depressed or she's always going through something or something's always wrong. So I'll just hide. No, nah, it's, it's it's funny because uh, I got my click a, a, a day once from high school where I still have my brothers. And we probably talk like once a year. But I feel like it's, we all at this at the point in life where we just like, it's okay. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like when we link back up, it's love. And it's funny cuz uh I got a homeboy in St. Louis. His name is uh his name is Miles. He be calling me all the time and he type of person that I like, do daily checkups and I'm be like, "Damn, like 
yeah. calls all of us. I'm like, I wish I was like that person that would just call randomly every day, every, I can't like, do every it. day. But it's just like that, just I not my spirit it. right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we all different, and we shouldn't compare ourselves. We all love different. As long as the vibe is right, when we link back up, and we still chopping up like we was in high school, uh-huh. I feel like it's good. I was going to say also, so so you say you kind of went got over it last year. So what did the whole journey kind of teach you? Uh, it taught me not to look at other people's lives and compare. It taught me to be more open and talk about things, um, not to be easily embarrassed, and to be more confident in yourself that you're strong enough to get over and get through whatever you're going through. Because just going through life, like I told you that, you know, I was, I was raped. And for a long time, I felt like I was crazy. Like I felt like I just wasn't all there in the head. And living life, moving around, seeing different people, but still having the loving heart that I have has made me realize that there was many people that that has happened to, and they really have lost their minds. They really have been put on medications. And I haven't been put on any medication. I might have have smoked about it. I might have drank about it. But overall, I can still hold my own mentally. And that was enough for me to say that's something in my past that I've been trying to put away. It's never going to go away. But I know that that's nothing that I really have to sleep off, drink off, smoke off. You can you can kind of you can kind of push past it through just with a lot of other situations that might have presented itself in my life. Like depression no longer can really stay here. Like it's there as long as you want it to be there. And and I'm not saying that just because you say, oh depression go away, it's gonna go away. But when that's why I said denial is something else because I was in denial that I had things going on with me. And I and it, it stayed with me for a long time. But when I realized what I was doing in the midst of being depressed, that's stuff that I could change. So what are you doing now to kind of cope with I, all this or get over everything? Well, I am a subcontractor, so I mean, I'm working still in the healthcare field, still in school, and really, that's it. I've been contract self-contracting in the CNA, doing CNA between CNA and medical assisting because I got them both, and just going to school for nursing. I mean, that's really that really sums it up. So, have you? Do you go to therapy? Do you believe in therapy? I have. I did. Um, my cousin actually gave me a Christian therapist, and that is something that I'm actually starting with here. That is something that I believed in, but I was scared to talk to them, too. Scared to tell them what was going on. I didn't want them to prescribe me anything. I didn't want, you know, these documents to follow me along, you know? So I just refrained from going. But now that I really understand benefits of it, I mean, there's no harm. Why not? No, exactly. So, what would you tell a, a young Alexis right now that is going going through where you, what you went through or currently are going through? I would tell her that 
It's so strong. And that's and to keep the fight up. No, that's real. Because I feel like I don't want to make this a black and white thing, you know. But I noticed in a black community, we was taught to kind of hold secrets, you know. Yeah. Uh, throughout my life, I learned different things about my family history that my mom went through, that my dad went through. And I was just like, why didn't y'all like, well, maybe I didn't reach out to them either. But it was just like, you know, why did y'all hide this until I was like a grown adult to tell me this kind of stuff? Right. And that's one generational curse I'm trying to personally break. That's why I'm so open now because I don't want to have to be like, hey, I ain't know Trayvon was going through this until he passed away. Or I ain't know Trayvon was going through this until he was like 40 or 50. You know what I mean? I wanted to be like, all right, like Trayvon talked to me about this. I recall him like telling me this. And to me, I feel like that puts a weight off my shoulders. And it's funny because like my mom been through so much stuff and it's almost like I feel like she was a good girl turned cold in a way. You know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like like the stories I hear about her when she was younger is like nothing how she is now. My mom, I'm not gonna say my mom's cold now. My mom's still loving and caring, but it's just like she's been through so much, she's been used so much that it's kind of like she kind of just numb to the BS now. And right. Like, I can't even say that. I can't even say it. She heard some good news recently. I don't, I don't want to talk about my family business, but she heard some good news recently. And she mm-hmm. didn't even feel like, she didn't even feel like any joy about it. I was like, that, I'm like, you ain't happy? She was like, she's like, I mean, it's okay. And I'm just like, she's like, what, what am I supposed to feel? I'm like, you're supposed to feel happiness, joy, like. You just heard yeah. some real big news, and she was just like, "I mean, like, I mean, it's all, it's all right." No, yeah. And I'm just like, like, damn, like to me, I'm just like, my mom cold as hell for real, but <laughs> but but it's not her fault though. You know what I mean? Right. It's just that right. She she witnessed a lot of loss. Like she lost both her parents extremely young. Wow. Like she lost her sister. Like she's been used by countless of people. So it's just like, what can I expect from a person that? had a life like that and it's almost right. like she don't really know how to express herself and i don't want to be that person because like i said i want to be the person people remember me as when they first met me like oh this this is a, a big bubbly dude like loves to laugh love to have fun i want to stay that traven like that's the traven that i i know people say that people want to change but that's the person i want to stay hello so it's just to me i feel like it's good just to talk about it uh People keep telling me, like, therapy is, like, key. Therapy is good to go to. I mean, I feel like, yeah. I feel like it's different choice for different folks. I feel like this podcast is my therapy, in a way. Right. You know, like, you just got to find what works for you. Like, if talking to a a complete stranger helps, that's fine. And talking to your family helps, that's fine. But you just got to find what works for you. And that's the mission this year. What works for Alexis? And I feel like it don't matter if it's been like since freshman year is like everybody clock is different and you shouldn't have to feel like you want to race against the clock. You know, like it's going to come to you as long as that, as long as you just stay diligent and finding that answer, you're going to turn out. Cause you, like, like I said, you, you have a boyfriend that you've been five years. I've been patient with you. That's want to see the best version of you. I know you got a good group of friends behind you. And honestly, 
we had an age where we don't got to talk all the time. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. As long right. as, as long as you answer that one time and be like, I'm good. I'm happy with that. Especially with my friends. Like, cause they know me, like, I'm sorry. I do not hit them. I hit them up like probably once a year, maybe on their birthdays. Right. <laughs> and, right. And, and, and that's it. But you know, at the end of the day, it's all love and they're going to always see the same Traven that they met when they first met me. It's never going to be different. But uh, I appreciate you, Lexi, for telling me your truth, for you uh, just being vulnerable, honest right now. Uh, and I just want you to know that you are loved out here. Same, likewise. But, you know, I'm going to let you go. I want you to enjoy your night. And you know, hopefully we can kind of like have, have you on again so we talk about the progress and everything. Yes. I appreciate you. You have a good well, night. Thank you for having me, and thanks for doing this podcast because it's a savior to some people. <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate that. It's a savior to me, so hey, it's a medicine for everybody out there. Yes. All right, stay up, Lex. All right, you too. Peace. Bye. All right, I got one more guest, but it's going to be a little minute. They're a little tied up right now, so I'm just going to do a quick intermission, and we're going to come back with her or him, whoever answers, really. So, you know, we'll take a little intermission break and we'll be right back. Okay, so we back. We back at it. Uh, I'm about to call my cousin. So we're about to hear what she has to say when it comes to this whole depression spill. I'm about to call her right now. Loud as hell. Hello. Yo, can you hear me, cuz? Hey, cuz. Hey, I got you on the episode right now. Lit, I'm ready. All right, all right. So you know this uh, episode, I'm talking about depression. I just had uh, two guests on that, uh, I ain't gonna lie, the conversation got a little heavy, you know? Mm-hmm. And we were just discussing that I didn't know how many people was uh, suffering or suffering from depression. Especially people who I thought were like the had the strongest willpower and strongest minds. Right. So it's crazy when I made that post and I saw everybody respond how they responded that this is something everybody this is something that everybody goes through. It's a topic I feel is not discussed because it's almost like it's taboo or that you weak or weird if you go to depression. But this is a common thing. Right. So. I know you reached out to me. I had to give you a call. One of my other people, they ain't, they on CP time, and I, I, ain't, I ain't got time for that right now. <laughs> but, but you know, I know I got you on the spot. But there's no, there's no reason, no need to be nervous or anything like that. It's going to be real smooth. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself real quick. Well, my name is Courtney. I live in Las Vegas. I am. I actually will be 28 on Thursday. So my baby man, cousin. I'm getting old. <laughs> my baby cousin. Um, yeah, baby cousin. <laughs> by a month. By a month. By a month. Um, I am self-employed, so I'm an entrepreneur. I own No Filter Beauty. I do lash extensions throughout the day. I'm currently working on other projects, but you know, that's pretty much it about me. A, a real hustler. And and do, yeah. you, and do your business page have like an at or like what's the at to your business page? The ad to my business page is no filter X Nelly and that's N E L I. Okay, okay. Yeah. So uh my first question to you is what does depression mean to you? 
Mm, it's so funny that you asked me that because um, I was just talking to one of my clients about that today. Um, and I think that a lot of people think that depression is like not getting out of bed and, you know, like wearing the same clothes three, four days in a row and just like, you know, have the curtains closed and you just don't want to eat. I really think that depression is more than that. And I think a lot of people don't know how to identify depression because it doesn't just mean that you're, you know, you're just sad and you just don't want to be bothered. Depression um, to me um, is like kind of like being stuck and not knowing how to get out of it. But then like you have this burden, you don't, you feel like you don't want to be a burden to other people. So you kind of just keep it to yourself and you have this loop your mind is in a loop and you're just constantly thinking negatively but you're like stuck and you don't know how to get out of it um I've had multiple forms of depression so I just kind of feel like narrowing it down to just one thing is like really hard because there's so many different levels of depression you know no it's really you said that because it's funny because the people who I was talking to before said depression was like they couldn't get no sleep they couldn't (laughs) eat for real kind of the stuff you said but Another thing one of my guests said, I was telling her that I feel like I'm going through depression, but the stuff that triggered them, I was just like, damn, I said, my depression really just doesn't compare to y'all's. And she was like, you shouldn't compare it because everybody has different levels of it. She was like, you can't compare a, a stubbed toe to like a cut off arm. She's like, you still exactly. feeling, you still feeling pain, but it's just like you have to deal with your pain pretty much. So I, I, exactly. I, I think that's real. It is. And I, I think I what my form of depression was like functioning depression. So you know how there's like functioning alcoholics or like there's people who can function when they're not sober because it kind of helps them to cope through life. I think I'm one of those people who's like a functioning like depression type of person. Like I can get up and I can like help other people. I can even give someone like some bomb ass advice about life. But like inside, I'm like going through stuff that nobody knows. And I'm like really depressed and I'm really going through it. And it's like, I feel stuck and I feel hurt or I feel sad or I just feel like I'm stagnant and I'm not doing enough. And I still get up and I still go to work and I still make money and I still do the best that I can, but I'm functioning throughout the day. And sometimes we use those as coping mechanisms um, just to kind of get through the day. And that's me. I don't want to sit in my depression because if I sit in my depression, I feel like I can't get out of it. It's really weird, but I feel like I feel like functioning depression is a thing, and I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that a lot. I think you kind of describe my depression. It's like I, like I was telling some of my previous guests, it's like I always been like the strong friend, like the friend that you come to for advice, for comforting words, this down mm-hmm. the third. But I always felt like I couldn't really tell my issues because it wasn't that wasn't my role in my friendship in my friendships. So I kind of like held it to myself. And the only person I really ever talked to about my issues was pretty much Ashley. Because mm-hmm. like that's like the person I would go to whenever I was really like down in the dumps. But sometimes you don't always like you don't want to put your burden on that one person all the time. Like I don't want my sister to think I'm sad and I'm depressed all the time. Right. So sometimes you just kind of hold it to yourself. Exactly. And, and it's like one thing you be like, you know, you know, you go to work this, that, and third, you know, you're doing what you have to do, but sometimes you just know, like, it's not enough. It's so, not. So I just want to know, are you currently going through the depression or, or when did you get out of it? I would say I am in the process of coming out of it. 
um, I was actually really depressed um, like a few weeks ago. I was really depressed, but it was crazy because work is great. You know, like I, I work for myself, so it wasn't like I was stressed about money or I was stressed about how I'm going to pay my bills or like I felt um, like my health was going down or it wasn't like, I guess you can say anything tangible. It was more so just like a mental thing for me. Um, and I was depressed a few weeks ago and I, I kind of, I sat in it, which was like the first time I ever did that. I worked, but then I would come home and I would just be to myself. And this was actually the first time that I was depressed that I expressed that to some of the people that were closest to me. And I said, you know, I think I'm depressed. I actually talked to my brother about it. Um, and I talked to like one or two of my friends about it. Um, and they were actually really helpful throughout the process. Like my brother suggested that I do yoga and I had a couple friends that were like, oh, if you ever need to talk, you know, like everyone was very, very um, open about what I was going through. But for me personally, that's just something that I had to work through. How I got out of it was um, I started picking up different hobbies. So I started going to the gym. Um, I started filling my time instead of just sitting there and wallowing or being sad. Um, I would cook, which is something I really don't like to do. <laughs> I don't like to cook that much, but I started cooking more. For real? You're you part of the yeah, family that I know how to cook. <laughs> no, I know how to. I just, I don't really enjoy it. Because to me, I feel like cooking takes a lot. It takes a lot. And like, by the time I'm done cooking, I'm not hungry anymore. So that's just me. Okay. So, yeah. I, so even though you said you was a coping, it was you was not coping. You said you was a pretty much an active person with your depression mm -hmm. how did it affect you like 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 what parts in your life did you see that it was kind of dipping off like how did it really mess with your life if you was able to still do what you had to do each day like in a positive way like how did what i did help is what you're asking no i'm saying like when you was depressed you said you were still like actively doing things like going to work you oh. were still doing what you needed to do so where how did that depression like affect you in a negative way like um, it, it affected me in a negative way because you ever heard that expression, when it rains, it pours. I feel like we have so much power in our thoughts that like, if you're continuously thinking negatively, negative things are going to continue to happen. So like, not only mentally was I going through something, but I was being too hard on myself and I was being negative. So like, for instance, I got up and I woke up late, you know, for work one day. And then I had a client no show me, which doesn't really happen, but she didn't show up. Um, and I, I, I worked that out, but she no showed me. Um, I left my debit card at home. Like it was just kind of like forgetful things that were happening that just kind of like really messed up my day. And I could tell that my clients could pick up on my mood too, because usually like I'm the person that my clients can talk to. I'm the person like it's like a therapy session. They come to get their lashes done. We talk. But I could tell throughout my depression that my clients could pick up how sad I was or how moody I was in the conversations. It wasn't as like it wasn't as good as they were before. So it just kind of affected my day to day activities, really. But doesn't being in the job you win, isn't that kind of draining as well? It's kind of yes. like it's kind of <laughs> like to me, I feel like my depression comes from I don't really want to see or speak to anybody because I feel like especially in my workplace. I work in hotels. I, I deal with so many people that my social media just get ran, ran out real fast. But I remember the time where I used to be, I used to love to go out and do different things like that. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, for me, my job, I'm not 
passionate about my job anymore. I'm trying to find like a new career path that I want to take. And I also feel like my job drains all my energy from me because I'm constantly talking. Like I have my coworkers, I talk to them and it's almost like when I don't talk to them, they feel like either I'm mad or I'm like, there's something going wrong with me. But I'm just like, yo, I don't like to talk every day. Like sometimes I just like to yeah. come to work and just, you know, do my job. So in your field, I feel like the conversation part is kind of what people go to go for go to for as well. You know what I'm saying? Cause they want to get your service. But sometimes mm-hmm. you want to have a good conversation with whoever doing that service for you when it comes to doing your lashes and different things like that. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. all right, it's almost like it's like a homegirl session, a home or a friend. I don't the guys get their lashes. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but it's like, you right. know, it's kind of like, you know. It's like a vibe. It's and a you, vibe. You want to make exactly. sure you're providing a good experience for the customers. So um, it definitely was challenging. But I think the difference for me with this depression was that the my career that I'm doing now, I have fulfillment because before I was working for other, other people and I wasn't being fulfilled. Now I work for myself and I'm doing the things that I love to do. So that actually helped to get me out of my depression because I'm doing what I love. I make people, you know, feel good and feel beautiful. They come to me and they vent. I've built friendships through what I do. Um, so it's definitely something that I would say helped get me out of it because when I wasn't fulfilled, that was a big part. It was like, what am I doing with my life? And that was why I was so depressed. I don't want to repeat this, but what, do you know what the cause of your your depression was? Yeah. Um, it was so funny. So I actually, I got some bad news. (laughs) It wasn't like devastating nobody died or anything like that I just got some bad news and I just kind of I got my hopes up for something that they said wasn't going to happen and then I started having some some image issues um, about myself like I started kind of feeling like I wasn't what I used to be Um, I think we all kind of go through this like as we get older we either get out of shape or like we lose weight or we gain weight and it's just kind of like we're not happy with our bodies and that's where I was I just was not happy with how I looked I felt completely like like how Regina George was in Mean Girls when she was like sweatpants is all that fits me right now that was me (laughs) I felt so I felt kind of out of shape and that was like that kind of pushed me into depression because I've never had body image issues i've had other issues but never like i never disliked my body until now okay so was your boyfriend saying anything or was just like something you just felt like did you feel like your boyfriend was feeling that vibe as well i think he felt it from me but he's never made me feel bad about my body um he actually was the one that was encouraging and was like, you know, hey, if you want to go to the gym, I'll go with you. Like, if you want to start eating healthier, we can start meal prepping together. He was very, very strong for me when I couldn't be strong for myself. And so it helped a lot to have a partner be so nice and so kind and understanding, especially for someone who doesn't understand depression as much. Like, he does not understand depression. But because he's been with me for so long, he's pretty open and understanding. So so how is that dynamic dating then when you when you with somebody that kind of don't know what you're going through but I mean it's I guess hard. he I guess he I guess he learned you but it's just like yeah. sometimes when you feel like all right but do you really know what I what I'm going through though if you've never been depressed before Right I think it's about the I think it's about how much you care about someone because we do care for each other even more than just the relationship like he he's my best friend so 
and vice versa. So if I'm going through something, he knows like, okay, she's really going through something and he'll kind of take his own feelings out of it. But he, at first, when we were together in the beginning, um, he did not understand it. It caused a lot of different arguments. And I kind of feel like he was not as sympathetic towards it. But because it's been so long, he understands like, okay, anxiety is real. Depression is real. Even though he doesn't have it, he respects it. So it's it's been a good dynamic so far. Okay, so we kind of talked about this in the past. But a lot of my friends told me they started experiencing depression like in high school. Mm-hmm. Was you depressed in high school or was you just cool um, with it? I would say I've I've suffered from depression as early as like junior high, maybe even elementary school. Mm. And and the reason why I say that is because and, and going back to what you said earlier, um, in the black community, like black and brown, I feel like we don't talk about mental health as much as we should, especially back then. You know, and I, I feel feel more so for black men because I feel like you guys have it harder because men in general are just taught to just get over it. You know, you just got to suck it up. Men don't cry. Um, and I kind of feel like that's a little damaging to an extent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you guys weren't given the room to express yourselves or have that emotional emotional vulnerability as women we can cry you know we can cry and we can get over stuff men you can't you know and sometimes when you express how you feel I feel like sometimes it's used against you if you're venting to the wrong person um but going back to answer your question I feel like I had it early because I had a lot of things going on with you know family and just like I was teased a lot because of my teeth um I had a smile I had a crooked smile growing up. You know, I had a crooked smile. My teeth were not perfect. They weren't straight. They weren't white. Um, you know, I I had a pretty messed up mouth. And so kids are mean. Damn. And kids yeah, would talk are. about me. Kids, kids would bully me. That is real. Like, my dad always told me this when I was a kid. He said, kids are the cruelest. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, I took with me. But it was almost like when I was young... It was like I could dish it, so I could I could take it, and I could dish it. So I never really kind of felt the whole burden on it, and I don't know whether it was because of those people that I grew up with my whole life kind of thing. But I ain't personally start uh, experiencing depression until like college. So really, yeah. what what brought your depression on, if you don't mind me asking? So I was telling my uh, previous guest, she said she remembered me always being so like you know bubbly, laughing, being so open, mm-hmm. and I felt like. When I don't know about you, but like I, I ain't move around like that. So I was like in a, I grew up with the same kids I went to school with my whole life. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like you go through the whole like all right, you make fun of people's face, like you get through all of that, and then you get to high school, and it's like to me, I was cool with every type of crowd. I was cool with the cool kids, the jocks, the nerds, the people who I guess you would call wallflowers. They're not really nerd, but not really out there kind of thing. And I ain't really see any barriers. But, like, I was always open with myself. Like, I always tell, like, the truth about what I was going through, about what I was feeling. And I felt like it was never used against me. Right. And then I went to college, and I was doing the same thing. And in freshman year, it was almost like people would use it against you. Mm-hmm. You, might, you might confide in somebody, and then you hear somebody else bring up something about you. And you'd be like, how do you know if I, don't, if I only told this one person? Exactly. About something like that. Or it'd be like, I felt like I was kind of 
the outcast because to me it's like a lot of people don't understand like I'm sociable and burst you know what I mean I'm not like happy happy Trayvon 24-7 I can give you about a good four or six hours of that but afterwards (laughs) yeah after that I'm going to my room going to my shell so it was like for me growing up it was like I would be sociable during school but I would be able to go home and pretty much home we would all be in our own separate ways but in college almost like Yo, this dude ain't going out with us right now. He's not in our dorm playing Madden or 2K. Like, what's wrong with this kid kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So, almost to me, I felt like I was kind of being separated. And I was like, I'm just being myself. I'm like, I don't like the fact that I, I feel like I'm an outcast for being myself, where it was like back at home, it was almost like, yo, we kind of respect that kind of thing. Right. So, I started feeling like, yo, like, am I weird? Like, I started like questioning my identity and started losing confidence in myself in a way. I mean, I think that lasted for, like, two years, and then, like, after that, I started saying, like, fuck it. But it started again to the point where it was, like, I don't think I was, like, happy, happy Traven. Like, like, it wouldn't be, like, happy, happy Traven, all right, then go to get my side place. It would be, like, all right, like, I'm not really cool with you like that. I started getting more to the point where it was, like, I kept to myself, and I kept, like, sleeping when I open kind of thing. Like, all right, yeah. can I really trust this person? Like, is this person yeah. really sincere right here kind of thing? So and to me, it made put your guard up. Exactly. It made me just be, like, can I really be myself right now? It was like, you know, there'll be moments where I would still be like, all right, you know, Trayvon funny, Trayvon life of the party, but that'll probably be a way smaller chance than when I was in high school, where I might have been like that all the time in high school, but now, like, you would, you living with five people in, in, in like, a four-bedroom, five-bedroom, like, townhouse kind of thing, mm-hmm. and you have to learn their personalities. Exactly. And it to me, it was just like to the point where it was just like, damn, I'm not open no more. I'm not like I'm not being genuine like how I used to. Now I'm looking at you like you could stab me in the back. And I never really liked that. So but, when you were going through that, were you able to did you have someone you could trust or did you feel completely like alienated from everyone? I will say, thankfully, I play football. Mm-hmm. So another thing that was different for me is. Oh, this is a big part that I, I I missed out of the whole thing. I went to a PWI. Like, I think you said you went to a a, a white school, right? In like high school, middle school? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I grew up, the, I want to say like the inner city, but I grew up with a whole bunch of black people. So I went to school with a whole bunch of white people. So I'm playing sports with white people. And I have to deal with different racist remarks that, and if you act that, and, and if you act like it's racist, they'll be like, why are you so sensitive for it? Exactly, yeah. So it was like, I couldn't even get my release out on football because it'd be like, I'm not even playing with people that are like me. Mm-hmm. So but maybe in high school when I used to play uh, football and release it and be like, you know, myself with my teammates because we all black. We all know how each other thinks. I'm like even second guessing myself in football. So it was just really triggering to me because, like, all right, this is my first time around real white people. <laughs> I have to deal with this. But mm-hmm. I would say I had a core group of friends, like my boy Reggie, Miles, Ron, Lewis. They was the ones that I was like, yo, I got to be myself around these dudes. Also, mm-hmm. er- Eric and Pete, my boy Eric and Pete. Like, and those like are the guys that kind of was just like brought me out of that whole situation. Sometimes you just have to find people that are like you in a way. Like we was all right. different. But that what made us all click. Mm-hmm. My boy Ron from Compton, like, he was a, a different kind of cat, but we loved him for it. Like, we all brought something different to the table. So it got to the point where you had to get comfortable with, like, a small group of people. Then they bring some more people around you, and then you kind of can just expound your personality, around, like, among the school. So it was like, mm-hmm. it was like a, a slow burn for me. 
it was like, you know, being a, a new kid, East Coast in Missouri, a bunch of white folks, these kids from St. Louis that are black or maybe from like, you know, the Midwest area. They don't really understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I'm talking too fast for them as well. I had to kind of like get in my shell, but they brought me out of it. Like after a while, it was just like, you know, like, come on, bro. Like, like fuck that. Like, be who you are. And sometimes mm-hmm. you need somebody just to be in your corner just to do that. Right, right. And then when it was, then like when you actually get out of your shell and people start being like, that's dope as hell. I didn't know you liked that. Or, or you put me on this. You start being like, I'm tripping. You know what I'm saying? Like you start getting outside of your mind. Because when I first yeah. I got out there, I was just self-conscious. I was just like, damn, I don't feel like I'm fitting in. I don't feel like nobody out here really fucking with me. Like I'm just going to close off. But then mm-hmm. it was like people like you say you're like in a, a dark place and probably like, pull you out and be like, nah, bro, like we fuck with you. Like just be mm-hmm. you. Sometimes we just need that cosign and be like, I'm comfortable now. So I feel right. like you, I feel like you experienced that earlier in your life when you went to middle school. Where for me, yeah. I was always around a group of people that just knew me from the jump. And then you had to you pretty much were in a new environment. So you had to kind of start all over again. Which is hard, especially as a young adult, you know, like someone who's never really been away from home like that to have to go to a whole new place and, you know, have people learn you all over again. That can be really difficult. Yeah, it definitely was. So I kind of just had to relearn myself and just start being like, no offense, like stop bitching. Like I I, I tell myself <laughs> that like a, like a couple of times, like, yo, Chamber, stop bitching. Like if they like you, they like you. If they don't, they don't. And it mm-hmm. took me like a, a year or two to get to that point. Like, I feel like the older you get, the more you just get comfortable with being yourself. And it went for me being like, all right, like, should I say this? To like, all right, I'm going to say this. Like, forget it. And people mm-hmm. and people always say, like, I'm the guy that stirred the pot. And I'm just like, hey, if you want to call it that, <laughs> you could call it that. <laughs> but I say that I think, I feel like I think differently. And I feel like when I ask a question or if I say a viewpoint, it makes people actually think. So, after a while, people start appreciating that because it's never good to have a conversation where everybody thinks the same way. That's like a boring conversation. It's so boring. Yeah, it's so boring. So yeah, it, it took so like like I had I went I went through what what you went through later on in life, and it took me just to be like you know what like if they like me they, you know if they, if they hate me they hate me if they love me they love me I don't care I'm gonna be myself but I'm still at a point where it's kind of like. I'm not always as open as I used to be. Like, I feel like when I was in high school, I wouldn't call me naive, but it was kind of naive. You know, I would just say things around people, not mm-hmm. caring. I'm just like, man, right. like, I feel like, like everybody loved me. But like <laughs> in college, you got people that be like, nah, we're going to store that in my back pocket and bring that up. And say that, that one, for later. That kind right, of thing. Right, so your face. So, you know, you, you live and you learn. So now exactly. it's to the point where, like, I just base it off of energies. Like, like I would tell my my one guest is, like, when I go back home, people be like, yo, yo you the same trade. Like, you ain't never going to change. And I'm just like, nah, I'm the same trade with you. Like, with Joe Schmo over here, I might be a whole different trade. Like, I might not be that same guy. Exactly. I might be I might be a different person. You you earn the respect and love to see the, the real me, I guess. Because I really exactly. feel like at the core of me, I'm, like, a loving and uh, loving and caring guy at the, at the deep root of me but it's to the point now where it's just like i'm not naive to the point that i feel like i'm untouchable i feel like i feel like when you're young you feel like you're untouchable in a way at least i did but then you realize it's like nah like motherfuckers definitely will knock you out your place and it's a doggy dog world for real for real yeah 
And I, I think it all too is like your environment because I, I was telling you before, you know, living out here in Vegas, I feel like I constantly go through that. And I don't know if it's just me or if it's other people, but like I'm constantly going through that. Okay, like, can I trust this person? Can I be myself? Can I be like, you know, goofy around these people and not be judged? Or can I open up and say something without them throwing it back in my face later on? You know, so it's kind of like, I, de- I definitely get where you're coming from because it's hard no matter where you are. Like, if you're battling depression and you have anxiety and your mind is just constantly on a loop, I like struggle daily with being kind to myself and not bullying myself. Like stop being so insecure. Stop, you know, being self-conscious about things and just doing what you said, which is just being who I am. You know, so that's something that I I have to work on like every day. Like that's a thing for me. Yeah, cause funny out here, like I'll be down south and I'll be saying things. People be like, yo, you rude. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, uh, no, nah, I'm not rude. I'm just, I'd rather say something to my mind to you than say something behind your your back or like, you know, just make a prejudgment on it. Exactly. And, and it's your friend. Exactly. And I, and I feel like that's how I was on the East Coast. It was like, you know, you can bring up personal stuff on the East Coast and nobody would really catch feelings. It was almost just like, all right, you said that you won that argument. But when mm-hmm. I went to school and college, it was like, Say I say something personal. No, somebody would really take that personally and like, well, will hold a grudge against you about it. And it'd be like, it'd be months later, you'd be like, damn, you still felt that way? Like, yeah. and you'd be like, yeah. you know, I wasn't used to that. So it was almost to the point where it was like, you know, I might as well just be quiet and just not say anything. But now I'm at a point in my life where I'm 28 now. It was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to say it. Like, I don't care. People know it. <laughs> like, you be seeing my Facebook. I, I, I speak what's on my mind. And yeah, I you're smiling on Facebook. Nah, I'll be, but my thing is, I do it in a respectful way. You do. It's I, funny. I, I think you get people to think, and I like it. It's funny. Yeah, because I'm about to say, I, I like to hear different views, and I, I was, and I feel like I, I try to do it in the least offensive way as possible now. Like, I might state my uh, opinion, but I never want to change nobody else's opinion. Like, I want to hear what your opinion is. I respect it. I can respectfully disagree with it as well. But we can keep it moving. I just hate when people try to change my opinion. I'm like, nah, like I ain't I ain't posted for you to change my opinion. Like this is what I think. You can think what you think. Right. But I just want to put that out there so I can get like a different viewpoint of it. Cause I mean, what your opinion is is gonna be different from mine because we've had different experiences and everybody's opinion is based off of their own experience. So if you're asking something or you're saying something, I would never expect for you to look at long distance relationships the same way that I do, for example, because I'm in one. You're not, you know, so like for you, it might be like, oh, I could never do that. But then for you me, it's like, well, I'm doing it. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Like we he just moved in kind of sort of, but he's never really here. You know, like he he's a truck driver, so he's always on the road. So we never really get to spend that, you know, real quality time together for like sometimes months at a time. Mm, okay. And, and and you say you can do that. I mean, I can do it because I love him, but it's not ideal. I will say that. If this was just some other guy and we just liked each other, I would probably be like, see you when I see you. <laughs> but this guy, he'd been with me through, you know, through the trenches. He'd been with me through some shit. So, you know, he, like you said, he's earned that from me. He earned that side of me. 
Okay, I, I'm. A, we will talk about that. So I, this is yeah. about the pressure. So I'm. A, I'm gonna talk about that relationships, the relationship <laughs> side of it with you. Yes. On another podcast, I definitely got some questions and stuff I got to talk to you about about okay. it. That's all. So I, I'm gonna save for for that portion. But uh, my last question to you is: What did the journey teach you when it came to like going through your depression and getting over it? And what would you tell a, a young Courtney that is facing I, it right now? I honestly would just, I would tell myself to be kinder to myself because my stepmom taught me that our words are like, our words and our thoughts are just so, so, so powerful. So like I was saying before, if you continuously feed yourself negativity and if you're constantly being mean to yourself or just putting yourself down, you're going to start to believe that. So I would just I started talking to myself in a nicer way. I started just being real about things to myself. And honestly, like finding out who I am as a person has been an amazing journey because before I didn't like myself because I was, I grew up being bullied, you know, and I grew up not having real friends. So that damaged a lot of the trust that I had. So I would just tell myself and tell anyone else who's younger and who's dealing with depression if they're you know if they listen or if they come across this just to take your time and you know figure out who you are don't let other people define who you are or who you should be and you know just trust the process you have to trust the process of growing you have to trust the process of becoming your own person you can't be someone else and you can't live in someone else's shoes you have to do what's best for you so that's my best advice that I can give Okay, and uh, and you tell the same thing to little to to little Courtney. You'll be like, just do what do it the best you can do. Yeah, because I, you know, being in Vegas is the fast life. So like when I got out of high school, I had friends that had money, you know, their parents' money, or I had friends that already were in their career path and they were just doing big things. And I would always compare myself and be so hard on myself because. I wasn't where they were, or I didn't have the things that they had, or, you know, I didn't have the friendships or the popularity or the money. I was just hard on myself. And looking at other people and not having my blinders on and focusing on my own, you know, marathon and my own thing that I, my own journey, I think that that's what caused me to have a lot of depression because I was so hard on myself because I thought I needed to do what everyone else was doing. And that's not, that wasn't for me. You know, so when you told your your brother about uh your depression, like did he ever go through it, or was he just always as confident? Oh, my brother, he's a different person. <laughs> my brother's confidence is amazing. Um, he, I'm sure he has gone through his own forms of depression, but um, probably something different that I can or cannot relate to, but I know that he, um, like, I know he's always kept himself busy. And I know that if he ever did go through something, like we would talk about it. Um, and I would try to be there for him as much as possible. But again, like I said before, I think men, when they go through depression, it's a little bit different because men aren't taught again, to be emotionally vulnerable or emotionally open like that. You're taught to just kind of like get over it. Um, which I think sucks. So I don't really know how he got through his depression. So has has your has your man been emotional around you yet, or he just still just? 
Hey, I'm oh, just confident. He is not a depressive type of guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, but every guy has emotions sometimes. You, you don't have to be depressed to show emotion. Your emotions no, sometimes. You don't. You don't. He does show his emotion. Um, I know he loves me. I know like he he's he has a sweet side with me, but like he's the kind of person that is just always happy, believe it or not. Like, he's one of those people that wakes up in the morning and he's, like, ready to go. He just has a great day. Even if something bad happens, he'll just be like, oh, well, like, you know, whatever. I'm going to make the best of it. And he just, it's very inspiring and annoying because I've never met anybody like that. But he is just always, like, positive no matter what. Like, he's always positive. I don't trust that shit, but okay. <laughs> okay, but nah. All you right. don't meet him. You don't meet him one day. I'm telling you, he's like always positive. He's always like, he's just always looking at the bigger picture. And if he ever gets upset or angry, it never lasts long. Like it'll just last for like that moment, and then he'll he'll be over it. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I appreciate you coming on short notice. Of course. Uh, thank you for having me. No, my pleasure. And I thank you for being uh, vulnerable and just speaking your truth. Uh, one more time, if you wanted to drop your uh, your business uh, social media one more time, just in case anybody in Las Vegas need to get their lashes done or yes, anything else. If, anything. If you are in Vegas and you want to get your lashes done, follow me at no filter X Nelly, or you can just follow me at Nelly Basil. That's N-E-L-I-B-A-Z-Z-L-E. All right. Thank you, cuz. I love you a lot. I love you, too. Have a good night. You, too. Peace. Bye. Okay. So, this is just part one. This is a long episode, so if y'all made it this far, thank you. But I think this is a serious topic a lot of people need to talk about. I made this post today, and when I tell you, like, a hundred people commented on it and wanted to get on. I'm sorry if I can't get everybody on, but I'm going to try to get a lot of people along for my next one as well. Just know you're not alone. If, if if you're out there, you're not alone. If you're feeling depressed, if you've ever been depressed, there are people out there with the same stories as you, and we're all works in progress. I don't want you to feel like you're alone, like you should feel bad about it. Just find a way out that depressive state, whether it's through therapy, working out, or finding a hobby. You see, I had three people on here, and they all had different ways that they got out of their depressive states, or they're still currently trying to find their way. All of our stories are different. We're all different people. Just know you're truly loved, and that's real. It's been your boy, Trader Realist, and it's Real Ass Conversations. Peace. Peace.